Bokartov, we continue Melachim Bet chapter 5, right? We had the interesting case of Naaman, who was the general of the army of Aram. He is a leper, and he's trying to find out a way to get rid of his leprosy. Now, he has this maidservant who happens to be Jewish that they took as a captive in one of their wars. And she's like, look, there's in Shomron, there's a Navi of God who can help you cure your leprosy. So he goes, Naaman goes to the king and says, can I get the Jews to send me their prophet? And the king says, yeah, let me send the king a message telling him to direct his Navi to cure you, cure you. Which we said, of course, was an interesting thing about how they looked at the Navi being subservient to the king. You know, because it was all a charade. And then the king <clears throat> of Israel is like, oh my goodness, they just asked me to do the impossible. They're just looking for a reason to attack me. Kind of similar to how the Germans staged deaths of Germans in order to give them reason to attack places like Poland. Right? So that's what the king of Israel thinks they're doing. Like, oh, they're just giving me a pretext. They're just, they're just providing a pretext so that, so that they can attack us. What are we going to do? And then Elisha hears that the king of Israel rent his clothes. So he's like, no, 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 no. Tell them to come to me and they'll know that there's an Avi in Israel. So Naaman comes with his chariot, his horse, and he stands before the house of Elisha. And this is what we got up to in Pasuk Yud. So Elisha sends to Naaman a messenger and he says, Go and wash in the Yarden seven times. And then your skin will return to you and you will be and it will be pure. Pasuk Yud Aleph Aiksof Naaman Vayalacha Naaman gets upset. Vayomer Hine Amarti He said I said I said to myself Elai Yetse Yatso Veamad Vekara He said I said to myself the Nabi is gonna come to me, he's gonna go out, come in, he's gonna stand, he's gonna read some heebie jeebie saying, then he's gonna speak the name of the Lord, then he's gonna wave his hand at me, and all of a sudden the Tarat is gonna go. He's like, I was expecting some like very interesting uh, magical ritual from the Nabi. And the Mitzrah would, would be would go and the Tsarat would go away. Pazukit hello. Tov amana ufarpar naharot damesek mekol meme Israel. He said, "What what is this recommendation he's giving? He's giving tell me to go take a bath in the Jordan. The Jordan River is dirty compared to the rivers that we have in Damascus, where Aram is. Meaning, why if I would have knew known that this is the the request to go wash, and I would have just done it at home. I, I wouldn't have come all the way to Israel. I would have gone to to amana and parpar farpar the rivers of of." Syria, and I would have just done the bath there. I would have washed there and I would have been pure. So he goes and he leaves angrily. I was expecting something more, more ritualistic. What is this? Telling me to go take a bath and I'm going to get better. So servants, intelligent servants, come to, to Naaman and they say to him, Avi, if the Navi would have told you something very, very difficult, you would have done it. So well, why are you complaining? And he's telling you to do something easy, to go bathe and you'll be pure. Meaning, if you would have told you, you have to go up a mountain, you have to get this special soil, and you have to mix it into a potion, you have to drink it, this and that, you would have done all of it. You would have spent months just fulfilling his command. 
Now he's telling you in two seconds you could go just dip yourself and wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times. You're not going to do it. So what? Just go do it. What's going to happen? Worst comes to worst. It doesn't work. Why do you have to get so angry? So okay, fine. Good. You're right. What am I getting so upset about? So he goes and he dips in the Yarden. Exactly as Elisha told him. As the man of God told him. And his skin became like the skin of a baby, of a little child, and he became pure. Pasuk Tadvav. Then he gets very excited. So he returns to Elisha, him and his entire camp. And he comes and he stands before Elisha. He said, now I know that there is no God in the entire earth except for the God of Israel. Because you, Navi, were the only one who could cure my leprosy and it was simple and you did it from the word of God. So please take a gift from your servant. He calls himself a servant before Elisha Hanavi because he now recognizes that Borei Olam is the true king and he's learned a lot of humility. So he says, please take a gift. Now, where have we seen a servant of God be offered a gift before and he turns it down? So last week's parashah, no, and, and Abraham Avinu. No, no, no. When he says by King of Sedom. King of Sedom, take all of the possessions that you want in war. And Abraham says, No, I don't. I'm not going to take anything because I don't want you to. I don't want you to claim that you made me rich. Which was very intelligent on Abraham's part. Both because it shows that he has faith in Borei Olam to provide him his parnasah. But also because now Abraham has independence of thought. He doesn't have to be controlled by the money. Right, whoever provides the money controls. This is one of our complaints about uh, Eretz Israel right now. So we take so much money from the U.S. Now all of a sudden, anytime the U.S. has, you know, their own in- incentives involved or their own interests that are not aligned with Am Israel, who do you follow? What Am Israel wants or what the money wants? Okay, so he offers Elisha money. Now, now another element to him offering Elisha a lot of money is what is another proof that in their societies, the Navi business was a business. He wants to pay him. Oh, by the way, you, you actually cured me. I'm going to pay you a lot of money. I don't, that's not what this is about, Elisha says. It's not about the money. I, have a, I stay at a woman's house. The only thing I have is a bed, a table, and a chair. What, what am I going to do with money? He's not into the money. Okay? And, that, and I think there's an element of the Navi can only maintain his nivuah when he's not controlled by money. Because the second he gets controlled by money, his nivwa gets corrupted because he tries to tilt the nivwa instead of listening to the objective word of Bari Olam, he starts trying to interpret the nivwa in the favor of the person who gave him the money, which then makes it not a nivwa, it makes it a nivwa sheker. So it's very important. Thinking about how money can play into the nivwa process is very important. And Elisha clearly is aware of that, okay? Vayomer, so Elisha responds, Chai Adonai Shadamanti Lefanav, Imekach. Said, by the life of God, I will never take from you. I won't take money from you. So Naaman pressures him to take the money and he refuses. No, absolutely, I'm not taking any money. And then he says, please let me take earth. Let me take two mules worth of, of earth. From the land of Israel 
and I want to go make an altar. How are altars typically made? They would take like a, like a mold and they would fill it with earth. Mm-hmm. That's how at least the copper altar worked. The whole thing was filled with earth. It's hollow, you fill it with earth, and it's a mold. Okay? So they said, let me take earth from Eretz Yisrael because I want to do only service to Hashem from now on. So let me take earth from the land of Israel and from now on, I'm only going, only going to bring, um, I'm only going to bring korbanot to Hashem, hekiim ladonai. And then, pasuk yudchet, ladavar but there's one matter that I'm going to, in advance, I need you to forgive me. That I'm not going to be perfect in my service of Hashem. And that is, when my king, the master, my king, in the king of Aram, comes into the house of Rimon, he's going to be bowing down to the god of Rimon, who's a non-Hashem god. And he's leaning on my hand, because he's going to be holding my hand for help. And I have to bow down, because he's holding my hand, in the house of Rimon. As I'm bowing down to, in the house of Rimon, please let Hashem forgive me for this. This guy, Mamash, is doing like major teshuvah. Okay? He's, he's saying, saying that while he's helping his king of his... Of his uh, while he bows, I have to little curtsy. I'm going to I'm gonna be curtsying arm. to hold his arm and to help him. But I'm not bowing. While I'm doing that, let Hashem forgive me for, having, for bowing down in the Abu Dazara of Rimon. Future, like this is going to happen. Is he talking about in the future? He's saying, Alisha, look, you didn't take my money. Please let me take earth so I can make myself an altar where I'll only serve Hashem on that altar. Wow. Besides for that, I'm only thinking about the future. I'm committed to only serving Hashem from now on. Mm. But there's one thing that I know is going to happen, and that bit Rimon. There's an Abodazara that my king uses a lot. And I know that he's going to bow down, and I help him because he's old, let's say, and I help him sometimes. So I'm going to have to curtsy when I'm helping him, and it's going to look like I'm bowing to that God. Let Hashem forgive me when I do that. Okay? So it has nothing to do with the altar that he wants to build. It has nothing to do with the okay. altar. No, no, no. A separate thing. He's saying that I'm going to do, and this is going to happen. So please forgive me when this is happens. Is it okay? Is it acceptable in Halakha to, for, to, for this guy to go build another altar? Like, wow. altar for Am Yisrael, of course it's not. For Am Yisrael, of course not. I don't know if a, if a Goy decides to do it. Yeah, like, if a Goy decides to do it, it's, uh, and his intentions are good. Now, Chances are that's going to turn into an Abu Dazara shrine soon anyways, but, you know, at least his intentions are good. I don't know if the deen of not building a Bama applies to Goyim. And then he says, go in peace. Elisha says, you're good, you're a good guy. Go. And he leaves about the Bira of land. There's a specific distance that he goes. Okay. Now, remember what we said, that there is someone always in the background who is not a good character. Gechazi. Gechazi, the rotten Gechazi. That, we, that never seems to do anything right. You know, he gives, Elisha gives him his staff to go revive the boy. Gechazi tries, it doesn't work. Uh, the woman... Gechazi is a problem. It's a major problem. The woman comes to try to speak to Elisha. Gechazi stops her. And she says, no, what are you stopping her? She's, in, she's sad, let her come. Gechazi is... Uh, He's like the corrupt He's like the corrupt not he's the corrupt guy that's the front for the big Kabbalist. Not not to compare that deal. He's the corrupt guy who's the front for Elisha Hanavi. You know, and he's very um 
You want to see the rabbi? 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. You want, you want to see the rabbi? 50 bucks. Like that. That that, that's Gechazi. That, that's that guy. Okay? Pasuk Kaf. And, now, and, and more often than not, it's the, the rabbi doesn't know that, there's, that corruption is happening. Okay? So he's that guy who sees an opportunity and he's like, okay. And people respect this Elisha. Let me go make some money off of it. Pasuk Kaf. So Gechazi, the servant of Elisha, who was Elisha as the man of God, he said, My master stopped Naaman from taking from him whatever Naaman brought as a gift. He said, By the life of God, I'm going to run after him and take something. Take something small. Okay? Um... That's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, something from from Naaman. Pasuk of Allah Vaidov Gechazi Acharin Aman. So Gechazi now runs back after Naaman. Vayire Naaman Ratz Acharav, and Naaman sees that he's running after him. Vayipol Meala Merkavali Kratov Vayomar Shalom, and Naaman still, you know, like it, you know, greatly appreciative of what Elisha did. He quickly jumps off his chariot and he says, "How? How are you? Shalom to you." And he says, in peace, Adonai Shalachani Lemur, my master Elisha sent me saying. Wait, well, why didn't he stop him? Why didn't Elisha not say anything to him? He didn't know he's going. He, he just, just said to him, uh, ten Elisha, he said, I'm going to go run after him and get something from no, him. No, no, no. Chai Adonai, by the life of God, I'm going to go run after him. He said to himself. He doesn't say it to Elisha. He doesn't say it to Elisha. He says it to himself. Okay, so he says. Um, my, my master sent me to ask you He said He said two of my students The training Nevi'im in training They came to me from the mountain of Ephraim And uh, they just came And they don't have anything with them Would you be able to give them some money And uh, two changes of clothes That's what Gechazi asks of the Aman He said my master said they have two new students came from out of town. They didn't bring anything with them. Could you give them two changes of clothes each and uh, some money that they can use? He said, he said, I'm trying to see what the the word ho'el means here. How do they how do they translate that? It's like the talent, like the quantity of silver. No, no, no. Before that. He says, please take two talents. He said, please. Okay, that's what I thought of it. Please, kakki karaim, take two talents. And he pressured him. And he brought two talents of silver. I don't know exactly what this means. What did he urge him for? What did he, what did he press him to do? He pressured him like, take, take, for sure, take 100%. Please take. He's like giving even more. He's giving more than what he has. And two changes of clothing. And he gives it to the two uh, and and um, and then and then El gives it to these two servants and they took it from before Gechazi. Okay, so Gechazi made it look like he came with servants too. So he gave okay, good, thank you so much. They gave it to the servants to take, and they took it from before him. Okay, but yeah, I don't know if we should continue. I want to potentially uh, hold off there. Okay, so we see what what. Gechazi does, he takes this stuff from uh, Naaman. We'll see Bezrash tomorrow what happens between him and Elisha afterwards. Okay, he's gonna. Actually, should we just go all the way to the end? No, sorry. Okay, Baruch Amen. Amen.